It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 188 from a very wet and flooded Sydney. But we have to start with this. What is it good for? I despise, says Edwin Starr. It means destruction of innocent lives. And when we look at what's going on in Ukraine, that's exactly my own feelings about that. And I, I hope that nobody listening to this is exults in war or, to be honest, is even cheering on one side or another. Now, you have to admire the heroism of so many of the Ukrainians and indeed particularly their president. But also remember that uh, there are Russians as well who have been heroic. I mean, there are Russians who've refused to shell civilians and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is as well, there's lots of things that we just don't know. So what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to give a broader picture because we do tend to despair. It's not just that on social media we are fed only one side. But it seems to me that in much of the mainstream media, you really struggle to get a bigger picture. If you really want a bigger picture, I would suggest somebody like John Mearsheimer, whose lecture, which I'll put a link to, uh, on the history of Ukraine. And this was given six years ago on on his lecture of the conflict, which has been going on. There's been a civil war going on in Ukraine for eight years. It It is very, very informative. And there are others. I've found, bizarrely, Russell Brand actually manages to provide information and balance. But let me just say here, what is happening right now is people in the West think the solution is if we provide enough weapons into Ukraine and if we crush the Russian economy, then what will happen is the Russians will be defeated or Putin will be overthrown or he'll have to do a negotiation which doesn't favour Russia. Now, that may work, but the risks involved of that are massive, and we should be very careful about cheering for that kind of thing. The Russians could fight much more aggressively. I know it doesn't look like it, but compared to what they could do, they've been quite restrained, and that will change if they start losing. And that could result in a prolonged battle for, for weeks in which many Russians and Ukrainians, many Ukrainians, will die. And what if Putin is overthrown? You know what will happen? I think there'll be chaos in Russia and in a country with thousands of nukes. Can we really afford that? So people say, do you have any solution? Well, let me suggest something very basic. It would seem to me that we recognize Crimea is gone 
and even the two breakaway regions in the east, this civil war that's been going, and we just simply say there will be no NATO membership for Ukraine. Why would we say that? Well, I want you to think about it this way. Do you think it would be okay for Cuba to host Russian missile sites or for Venezuela to hold Chinese ones? There's something called the Monroe Doctrine, which means the United States would never let that happen. It's just not an option. Try to think about it from the Russian point of view. Why should NATO be able to have missiles on its border? Oh, but we're the good guys. Yeah, but please be careful. You see, none of this, none of this justifies Putin's authoritarian, abysmal, cruel behavior. None of it. But it does recognize that these are the realities. When China invades Taiwan, do you think we should go and have a nuclear war with China because of that? Wrong as it is. Do you think that we should go into North Korea with everything that's happening there? Here's another aspect of war. We need to understand the history. I think the second thing we need to realize is the first casualty of war in truth is truth. What you would tell to Russians? Go back home. You have nothing to find here. This is the first war for the TikTok and YouTube generation. And it's resulted in, be very, very careful. I've been, I started off looking at TikTok videos or, or YouTube stuff and I've stopped. I've actually stopped listening to the mainstream news as well, except I get a summary. I, why do I need to know anything more? Why do I need the 24-7? images and so on of, of missiles exploding or people being killed. But take, for example, journalists and members of Congress, they've been talking about this ghost of Kiev, a, a myth but come, that came from a video of a Ukrainian fighter jet and pilot who's supposed to have downed several Russian aircraft. It's not true. Some of it came from a video game. Now, I, I do have to say this. I think anyone who's been watching will have a tremendous admiration for Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. Now, his courage in staying and his adept use of social media, you know, posting videos of himself and his cabinet on the street, you know, being with the soldiers. Um, he's instantly relatable, isn't he? You contrast him with, with Putin, for example. But here's the thing. Zelensky knows what he's doing. I admire him for it. I'm not criticizing him for this. He has a background in media and entertainment. He knows how to use these formats. And Ukraine are absolutely winning the Twitter war. They're absolutely winning the TikTok war. Wars in the future are an awful lot going to be about propaganda. So take, for example, this. Listen to this. Now, those of you who've been keeping up with this will recognize that, won't you? That is supposed to be this incredible clip, and I've seen it posted on, on several Christians, for example, saying, this is incredible, of the 13 Ukrainian border guards on Snake Island were told by a Russian warship to surrender, 
and they responded by telling the Russians what to do with themselves before they were all brutally killed. The recording, confirmed as authentic by Ukraine's interior ministry, reported around the world, Zelensky awarded each border guard the posthumous title of hero on Ukraine. And he said, all the border guards died heroically. Except they didn't. They didn't. I mean, it isn't true. The Ukrainian Navy have just announced that the border guards were in fact alive and they were held prisoners by the Russians. Now, that's why you have to be incredibly careful about what you hear and even what you hear from politicians and even what you hear from mainstream media who are often just taking videos from social media. And you also have to be really careful about propaganda. And here is where it gets really confusing. I mean, I've just been so confused about what's happening. So you've got Russian state media, and if you look at them, you get a completely different picture. Now, I say if, because you won't be able to soon, because big tech and governments are working together to block. So YouTube and are, are blocking Russia today. Twitter is banning all links to Russian state-affiliated media outlets. Do you know, the danger with this is, I, I would watch Russia today, but I wouldn't necessarily believe it, but I'm, I've got the intelligence to work things out for myself. This is from Russia today. But when we have news censored in this way, now, it would be good to have reliable news sources. And here's the other problem, you see. There's a myth that because every individual has a voice, every individual voice now matters. No, it doesn't. There are lots of people who are posting misinformation, and I've just become so wary of, of, of all of that and about reposting things. But why do they do it? Because if a video goes viral, it leads to more likes and more followers for its creator. It, it's, and some people even take advantage of that uh, financially. So please just be really, really careful. Let's admit there are so many things we don't know. We don't know. I don't need to know when I get up in the morning how far Russia has advanced or what whether this has happened. If it was TikTok, if the war was dis decided on TikTok, Ukraine have already won. But the reality on the ground is much, much different. So let's be careful. Speaking of being careful, here's President Joe Biden in his State of the Union address. To our fellow Ukrainian Americans who forged the deep bond that connects our two nations, we stand with you. We stand with you. Putin may circle Kyiv with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. Now that's extraordinary. Never, never we are governed, and I'm saying we are governed. What I mean is the, the, the leadership of the West, of which America is by far the greatest country, America is governed by a man who is just fundamentally incompetent. He's infamous for his gaffes, but uh, what is going on when he calls the Ukrainians Iranians? And I, I really genuinely do despair. I despair at the propaganda and I despair at our politicians. So, for example, Liz Truss, the UK cabinet member, I actually heard her on the BBC saying, well, if people feel like they want to go and fight in Ukraine, they should do so because they're defending Western democracy. We have an army for that. Don't be sending off 
gung-ho Rambo-style civilians? Or the chairman of the Defence Committee, Tobias Elwood, advocating a no-fly zone. In other words, he's advocating that Britain and America should shoot down Russian aircraft. Well, that, that's going to bring on nuclear war. Now, the other thing that's happening is that what people are doing is using this war for their own ends. That happens a lot, but uh, it, it, we saw this last week a bit about how people just managed, we managed to make it all about us. So, for example, this from CBS News. This is not a very rainbow-friendly place. So, lives for trans people are very bleak here. If you have male gender in your passport, they will not uh, let you go abroad. They will not uh, uh, let you through. Every noise from outside is a warning sign. It was hell living as a trans person in, in Kiev in Ukraine. We feel invisible. This was headlined by them that transgender acceptance was not widespread in Ukraine. In the middle of a war, they're pushing the transgender stuff. I mean, the West is in so much trouble with this. Or take someone like Karen Swallen Pryor, a progressive evangelical theologian who called out this failure of American manhood. I doubt these guys tweet about manliness, she said after showing a, a video of the Ukrainian president and his advisors uh, wearing fatigues outside of a government building. Or Mike Russell of the Scottish National Party in a blog post on the SNP site suggesting that one of the things Scotland must consider in its response to the Ukraine invasion is to consider how it compares with England's domination of Scotland. So Russia and Ukraine are like England and Scotland. Or perhaps um, try this from the American actress Anna Lynn McCord. If I was your mother, if the, the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Oh, dear Mr. President Putin, if only I'd been your mother. Perhaps the torture of unwritten youth would not within your heart imbue ascription to such fealty against that world that you thought was so cruel. Perhaps you would hold dear human life, and on this night, instead of Mother Russia, you would call me, and I would set your mind quite free with the love that only a mother can give, and only a mother can take away. Oh, if only I'd been your mother, if only I'd hugged you, if only I'd done this. I mean, it's completely wacko and bizarre. But, you know, maybe that, those are the extremes, but all of us, I guess, we feel in a time of war that we're, we're anxious and worried. That's normal, isn't it? There's a brilliant article by Patrick West in The Spectator pointing that out. But what's not normal is to go out and advertise that. And it's all through the prism of, as he says, the prism of me. Celebrities, social media users and newspaper columnists talk about how they feel and how scared they are. Now, that narcissistic behaviour has long been normalised, as, as Wes puts it in selfie and Zoom videos. But it's as though people are saying the war is about me in my bedroom 
and not about what's going on in Eastern Europe. And no, we can't stop the war with a hashtag or how many buildings we light up or how many Ukrainian flags we fly. I love West says this, for whatever reason, we are living in self-obsessed, attention-seeking times in which even tragedies in faraway countries are inevitably reduced to the same solipsistic narrative. It's all about me. For example, listen to this, Joy Bihar. It's, it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's gonna happen in, in Western Europe too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just, you plan a trip, you wanna go there, I wanna go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, who's gonna, what's gonna happen there? No, it's not about us. And you know, Christians are not immune to this. Well, if this person is a Christian, there's some wacko stuff on Christian sites. Here's the, my favorite, the one I was sent. Contrary to everything that the utterly corrupt mockingbird mainstream media have been brainwashing you with, President Putin is working behind the scenes with President Donald J. Trump, President Xi of China and President Modi of India, plus 32 military worldwide as part of the Earth Alliance, which is united in its efforts to bring down the demonic, satanic, luciferian, pedophilic, cannibalistic wretches who've been running the world for decades. Uh, if you don't believe this, that's your problem. You've been warned. All is not as it seems, and it's your wisdom to wise up and pray for discernment. Discernment. So she's saying that Putin, Trump, Z, and Modi are... <laughs> All right, okay. That's just madness. Look, I'll tell you what. Let me give you this. Just, I think this is wonderful. This is the answer, actually. We need to turn to God in repentance and faith. And here are some Christians singing inside a subway station in Kiev singing, you gave your life for us, our names are written in the book of life. I tell you, all of that was so heavy. Let's... um. Just let me do a couple of other things. Uh, first of all, I forgot to say on fe Saturday, February the 19th, this man died. And uh, let's play a bit of this song because I, I think it kind of fits the mood, to be honest, of this sense of, of, of despair. But this was by far the most famous song of Gary Brooker's uh, Procol Harm. You said there is no reason Just go sleep Turn the wider 
And then let me just give one or two other things. Again, this is really tied in with Ukraine. Oil prices have surged despite the uh, IEA, the International Energy Agency, agreeing to release 60 million barrels of oil from emergency stockpiles. The prices have gone up to $110 a barrel and they're likely to go up much more. And incidentally, information came out this week that Russia's hand was clearly detectable in the anti-fracking campaigns of the last decade uh, and in the wider green movement. The evidence is very strongly there. The Russian government invested $95 million in NGOs campaigning against shale gas and Russia Today ran endless anti-fracking stories, including one that frackers are the moral equivalent of pedophiles. Uh, where are we at with COVID? Well, Western Australia, I think, had 4,000 cases today, so their COVID zero policy is well and truly gone. Just on a personal note, yours truly had his booster uh, so far. Okay. And then I love this clip from Florida Governor DeSantis. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. In case you missed it, he's saying, you don't have to wear those masks. Take them off. Honestly, it's not doing anything. We've got to stop this COVID theater. If you want to wear it, fine, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, he's spot on. He's absolutely spot on. Um, again, I don't have a great deal of time to go into this, but I was sent this and I did think this was a fascinating clip. This is Nagare Woods of the, the Davos uh, group. Uh, listen to what she says. A few years ago, you know, the Edelman survey showed us that the good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. She's basically saying, look, us elites have got it together. It's just that people don't trust us much more. Yeah, duh. Do you, th you wonder why? Maybe we'll come back to that. Uh, I've got to say some things about China because, again, we're trying to understand what's going on in the world, and this is just a massive thing. I came across a quote this week that I thought was excellent. David Starkey saying, we've got a China virus, we'll end up with a Chinese society. Talking about authoritarianism. Not sure he was too wrong. But I listened to this fascinating program uh, on the demographics of China's population. And what's fascinating in all of that is this. In the 1980s, there were 25 million births every year in China. Now it's 10 million. The Chinese property company Evergrande has gone bust. One of the reasons it's gone bust is it doesn't have to make so many properties. The population is set to drop well below 1 billion and possibly as low as 500 million by the end of the century, one third of whom will be elderly. Already, the numbers of, number of couples and marriages has halved. Meanwhile, by the end of the century, it's estimated there'll be four and a half billion people in Africa. You need to grasp and understand what politically, how all that is going to change many, many things. And then this gets slipped by and we miss it. But just as regards the church, China's new administrative measures of Internet religious information are in effect today. This communist government now must approve all social media posts, religious vid videos or online religious gatherings. Otherwise, you face consequences. 
you are not allowed to share and you will receive a drastic reduction in your social credit score if you share religious information. You could lose your job, experience more government surveillance or face travel restrictions. Churches can no longer host online worship services or post anything online without government approval. There we go. All right, as I said, most of this was about trying to understand um, Ukraine and what is going on. I do want to, I don't want to leave it with any kind of uh, despair. And I really don't want you to misunderstand me. I regard what Putin is doing as evil. And I regard a lot of what is happening and some of the responses, to be honest, as as evil. But as I'm thinking about this a lot, I think of a Russian Solzhenitsyn who said that the dividing line between good and evil, it's not between Russia and Ukraine. It's not between the EU and Russia or America and Russia or China or whatever. The dividing line between good and evil goes right through the middle of every human heart. Um, I do want to, before we go, play this from Michael Tinker. Remember my friend Melvin Tinker, his book, uh, his books rather, are just absolutely excellent. He died last year and we remember him uh, and pray for his family. But here's what Michael has to say. At the end of November last year, my dad, Melvin Tinker, was promoted to glory. Uh, he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer just six weeks before, and he was 66 years old. We miss him, but he ran a good race and is now with his Lord. When he got the cancer diagnosis, he texted us, and um, part of what he said was, Isaiah 43 is of great comfort, and I am at peace. Maybe the last chapter will be the greatest yet. Your loving dad. At that point, I started taking notes of the things he was saying as his gaze went increasingly to eternity. I managed to turn some of those thoughts into a song before he died, and he asked that it be played at his funeral. And that's what you can hear now. It's actually 10 years since I released my first solo album, and so it seems fitting that my 10th album in 10 years is based around things that my dad was saying in his final few weeks here on Earth. See, it was my dad who taught me my first chords on a, on a 12th He's going to produce an album. He's a very good singer-songwriter, and I put a link to it. If you'd like to support that, um, because he's put up a, crowd, a fundraiser for it, then please feel free to do so. And meanwhile, I leave you with this. We're, we're back to Ukrainian Christians singing. Now, I think of Russian Christians as well. And, and I just love, this is not a professional recording. This is just a family in their home. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. See, that's what we have as Christians. We, the fake news, the wars, the confusion, the violence, the intimidation, the virtue signaling, all that kind of stuff. We've got Christ and we can look to Christ. And so we can be patient. We can wonder what's happening. We don't have to know everything. And we can trust him. So we'll be back next week. Uh, I hope uh, 
that you will continue to send me information and news. Uh, I'll go back to the more traditional format. Obviously, there's a reason why we've had so much of this about Ukraine. It's unlikely, but I hope and pray that it'll all be over next week. But we continue to pray for peace in this world and for the Prince of Peace to come. If you want to support Quantum, go to the Podbean fundraiser. If you want to send me information, complaints, ideas, feel free to do so. God bless you and see you next week. Yeah.